Lord's Health System, one of the region's leading healthcare providers, proudly presents Lord's Health Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. Having surgery can be scary, and the period right after surgery can be a very challenging time. But there are things you can do to help yourself prepare to have surgery and make recovery a less stressful time. My guest today is Dr. Matthew Finnegan. He's the chief in the Division of General Surgery at Lord's Health System. Welcome to the show, Dr. Finnegan. What do people ask you or what do you tell people every single day that they should ask their doctors about before they have surgery? Well, I think there are many factors uh, that come into play when you're considering an operation. Uh, obviously, there are different levels here. Uh, a minor outpatient operation like a uh, hernia repair versus uh, a kidney transplant, little different level of preparation. But let's talk about a basic outpatient procedure uh, because uh, obviously these could apply to the larger procedure as well, but I think uh, that in general... Let's talk about what most people are having every single day. Number one, you need to plan some time to recover. Most folks think that surgery is just like Burger King. Let me have my cheeseburger with lettuce and onions and pickles and let me go. Um, It's really not that way. Your body needs time to assimilate and recover. Uh, Your body also needs a little time beforehand uh, just to prepare. You don't want to jump off uh, a plane from Paris Uh, and run to the operating room. It's just not good for your health. So we recommend, number one, that folks see their their family practice and internal medicine uh, practitioner at least one month prior to surgery. Uh, And what this allows is for them to review all their medications, because as you know, most surgeons, although they're familiar with the medications, your medical doctor has prescribed those medications it is much more aware, along with maybe their cardiologist or pulmonologist, if they have those disease disorders, of, of how these can affect them during times of stress. And for most folks, uh, surgery is stressful. Uh, it is controlled trauma. Uh, we all hear about trauma and car accidents, and this is uncontrolled. This trauma occurs to the body, uh, and you're not ready for it. But surgery is really controlled trauma. It is an injury to the body, body which you expect to heal up from. So you need to be prepared for that, and that's the difference between an emergency situation and an elective situation. So I think, in, in general, we, number one, we want folks to see their primary care and in medical uh, individuals. And if they're young and they haven't, uh, like most of us, we left the pediatrician at age 18 and haven't seen the doctor until... And we're now 36, and we're coming to the surgeon for the first time with a hernia. It's really not good for your health. You really need some preventative health care. And if there's one thing that the new health care politics has told us is that we need to really do better at prevention. So first thing, get you, make sure that you're in good general health before you decide to proceed with an elective surgical procedure. Secondly, uh, eating properly and good uh, general hydration the week prior and several weeks after surgery is just good common sense. You can't expect to heal from surgery eating one meal a day and being on the run every day uh, and and going to bed at 2 a.m. and waking up at 6 to go to work. You really need a good night's sleep, which in my grandmother's book was a good eight hours, uh, and you need to have three square meals. And in frequent cases of patients who may be a little behind the eight ball, we do recommend preoperative supplements. Those supplements are usually a general multivitamin that's age-specific and 
uh, protein drinks because a lot of us have that on-the-run diet, which is high in carbohydrate and very low in protein. I'm I'm really glad you mentioned supplements because there are certain medications, and as you say, the internal medicine, their private practice or, you know, care physician is the one that's going to go over their meds. But what specific medications and supplements do you really, do you have a list of ones that you like people to really make sure to go off of before any type of surgery? We've all heard aspirin or certain supplements. So the, the list is long, but the big ones that everybody's aware of are any supplement in the fish oil family, any supplement in the Motrin uh, or medication in the anti-inflammatory Motrin family, anything in the aspirin family, all of these can prolong your bleeding time. And of course, those patients who are on blood thinners that, are, uh, that have been recommended by their cardiologist or the internist need to be adjusted. And they need to be prepared and discuss that with their interns because there are several different ways of managing them. I'll just give you a small example. I have a young 46-year-old gentleman uh, who had a heart attack six months ago. He had multiple stents placed, uh, and a couple months later, he noticed that he had a symptomatic hernia that was bothering him. Well, we treated him conservatively because it's not safe to operate on an individual who needs those blood thinners right now to maintain patency of the stents. So a good conversation with your internist about, okay, what are you looking at and what procedures would be relatively contraindicated because you just had a heart attack or because you have some other health care problem. With respect to other supplements, um, uh, certainly anything that would promote bleeding in the perioperative period should be uh, stopped. And there are recommendations for each individual drug on how long it takes to get it out of your system. And those are all online, and uh, uh, that information is readily available. Uh, if you're not sure, again, we can uh, discuss that with your internist. Some of them are newer medications, especially the whole line of newer blood thinners, uh, and there are several different approaches with them. From the standpoint of supplementation prior to surgery, this is something that you clearly need to discuss with your physician. Some physicians are very traditional and do not promote preoperative supplementation. Some are more holistic, like myself, who believe in vitamin supplementation and protein supplementation because uh, I just think I understand my patient population better and how hard they work every day. Uh, and how their diets are probably not exactly the way they'd like them to be. Uh, so I believe that supplementation is warranted, especially when you're going to put the body through stress. It's what we do with our athletes. Why? Because we put our athletes through stress. So we want them on supplementation so they don't break down muscle and so they can heal up their muscle injury, which occurs with exercise every single day in athletes. So it's a similar concept. And from the standpoint of their other medications, uh, we, we have an anesthesia preoperative service that reviews them uh, and tells them whether to take their blood pressure medication with a sip of water preoperatively and how to, for diabetics, how to manage their insulin. So there is a programmatic approach to each medication, and they should make sure that they have that information uh, before surgery. Dr. Finnegan, do you want people going on the internet and doing research about the surgery? Because now they can find out, they could even watch videos of the particular, suppose they're having a knee replacement or they're having arthroscopic surgery on their shoulder. Do you want them doing research and pre-vetting, seeing what the surgery entails? I, I think it's fantastic. I think all of us need to take ownership of our health. 
Uh, it is the single most important thing in our lives. If we're not healthy, we can't enjoy our family. We can't enjoy a good career. So uh, I, I promote it. I have no problem. I give people websites. Uh, I would say that less than 25 to 30% of my patients take advantage of that. Uh, some are obviously the older population, which for me is about 35 to 40% think the Internet is like Mars. So they don't avail themselves of it, uh, but the younger population does. So physicians uh, and healthcare providers need to be aware of what's on the Internet. Now, as you well know, the Internet is quite a gamish of information, and, and I think that you need to trust your healthcare provider to really put that together for you. Uh, and if, if you're not getting information or consistent information, um, then you need to reevaluate your decision. But I, I believe that most of the time for me, uh, it's been very helpful. They say, oh, doc, I saw that on the Internet, and, and I, I, re I repeated the exact complications. And so they've already heard. So we all learn, like the old Latin saying, by repetition. So it's very helpful for folks and decreases their stress in the office if they have an idea of what I'm going to say. If they have no idea that you can have a bleeding complication with surgery, it scares some folks. What do you mean I'm going to bleed uh, if I have an operation? Well, when you cut people, you can bleed, and we don't know. Certain folks do have bleeding disorders that are not diagnosed until their first operation. So we, of course, need to give proper informed consent. And some of that can be scary for folks who have not done a little bit of homework and a little bit of research about, hey, what can happen if I decide to have my gallbladder out? What can happen if I have a kidney transplant? So I think it's very important that people read more about it and get more invested in their own health care. And Dr. Finnegan, what do you tell people who are worried about infection post-surgery that they should do to prepare before surgery? Well, I think that all of the comments that we've made so far, adjusting your medications, getting some rest, being on protein supplements uh, and vitamins are all things that can promote good immune system function. Uh, and for many, many different reasons, our immune system can be suppressed. So doing these things preoperatively can prepare you. Uh, also, you want to make sure that you haven't just completed antibiotics for an infection. Maybe that's not the best time to have an elective surgical procedure unless it's really urgent. Um, make sure that you're in the best shape because this is the number one thing that can help prevent infection. You, you want to also discuss with your doctor the risk of infections with each particular procedure. They are quite low uh, for most outpatient elective procedures. And from the standpoint of uh, antibiotic usage, folks who are on chronic antibiotic use should be really careful because those are the folks who are going to have an increased risk of post-operative kind of super infection types of issues um, with a bug that we wouldn't usually expect. And in just the last few minutes, what do you tell people every day your best advice for those going into surgery and why they should come to Lord's Health System for their care? Well, I try to tell them to prepare themselves and do all the things that we've just discussed, and then also to really prepare to rest and recover. Folks, one of their number one question is, when can I go back to work? And my number one advice is, when you're ready. You really need to rest and recover. And this can take up to two weeks, even from a minor elective procedure. You become quite fatigued from the stress and the trauma of surgery. 
not to mention the post-operative pain, which should be controlled, and, and that is a discussion you need to have with your provider as well. The reason folks should come to Lord's Health System for surgical procedures is, number one, we have received uh, the General Surgery Excellence Award, which means we're in the top uh, 5% of hospitals throughout the country providing excellent level of care. Number two, we are the most cost-effective, high-quality provider in the South Jersey region. And I'm proud to say, as Chief of of the Division of General Surgery, that my surgeons have a very low complication rate. Uh, And not just that, complication rates are great to be low, uh, but they're good, compassionate providers. Uh, and they follow our mission of compassionate health care to all. Uh, we don't uh, turn anybody away. So come to Lourdes for a great experience and for great surgical outcomes. Amazing information. Dr. Finnegan, thank you so much for being with us. Absolutely fascinating. Thank you so much. You're listening to Lourdes Health Talk. And for more information, you can go to lourdesnet.org. That's lourdesnet.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.